you will hear a number of different recordings, and you will have to answer questions on what you hear. There will be time for you to read the instructions and questions, and you will have a chance to check your work. All the recordings will be played once only. The test is in four sections. At the end of the test, you will be given ten minutes to transfer your answers to the answer sheet. Now turn to section one. Section one. You will hear a man talking to a receptionist at a clinic about registering as a patient there. First, you have some time to look at questions one to seven. You will see that an example has been done for you. On this occasion only, the conversation relating to this will be played first. Redford Clinic, can I help you? Oh, hello. I've recently moved into the area, and I'd like to register at your clinic. Can I do this over the phone? Yes, of course. I'll just have to take a few details. What's your name? It's Alan McPhee. Can you spell your surname? Yes, it's M A C F E. Lovely. The man's surname is McPhee, so McPhee has been written in the space. Now we shall begin. You should answer the questions as you listen, because you will not hear the recording a second time. Listen carefully and answer questions one to seven. Redford Clinic, can I help you? Oh, hello. I've recently moved into the area and I'd like to register at your clinic. Can I do this over the phone? Yes, of course. I'll just have to take a few details. What's your name? It's Alan McPhee. Can you spell your surname? Yes, it's M A C F E. Lovely. And your date of birth? Twenty fourth of the eighth. Yes. Nineteen seventy two. Great. And your current address? I'm not sure how long I'm going to be in this flat. I'm moving into something more permanent soon. That's fine. You can always let us know when you change address. Okay. It's flat A, thirty seven Park House. Yes. That's in Plimpton. Postcode PL seven. Eight B H. Thanks. And your phone number? O double seven four three seven six five two one. Lovely. And what do you do? I worked for many years as a teacher until recently when I started work as a gardener. Fine. I'll put that down as your current job. Right now, I just need to know some medical details. Are you in good general health? Yes, I'd say so. Although I am slightly deaf. I wear a hearing aid. I've made a note of that. I've put down partially. Fine. Are you on any medication at the moment? No, not at the moment. And what about any illnesses or injuries in the last year? I was in hospital in June, but just for twenty-four hours. What was that for? 
I had a broken arm, but it wasn't at all serious. They just kept me in for observation. Fine, I'll pop that down in your notes. Now, I've put your details on the system, but we would like you to come into the clinic just to complete the registration and have a quick introductory chat with one of our doctors. Great, yeah. And when you come in, could you bring in a photograph, one which has been taken recently? One suitable for a passport? That'd be perfect. Not a problem. And we also need something with your address on. Even though, as you say, it's not permanent, we usually suggest a bill, for example, for electricity, water or gas. Yes, I can dig one out. Fine. Before you hear the rest of the conversation, you have some time to look at questions 8 to 10. Now listen carefully and answer the questions 8 to 10. Shall we book your appointment now? Sure. We've got a few slots in the afternoon this week. OK. I could come in on Thursday. What about tomorrow, Tuesday? We've had a cancellation. Uh, I don't think that's possible. But if it's the afternoon, I could make the Wednesday... OK. I'll put you down for 2pm. Is that all right? Thanks, yes. Now, I did just want to ask, I live in Plimpton, which is just a bit too far to walk. There's the 37 bus stop right in front of us. Actually, I was thinking of driving. I'm afraid the parking's pretty awful around here. People sometimes use a taxi. That's OK. I'll try the bus and see how it works out. Right. Worth a go. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, I do just need to add something for our records. How did you hear about the clinic? Well, I've been meaning to register since I first moved into the area, but I work on my own, so I haven't got any colleagues to ask. I know I could have asked in the library, but in the end, I just did a computer search and your clinic got good reviews. That's good to know. Yes, highly recommended. Is there anything else I can help with? No, that's all. Many thanks. I look forward to seeing you. That is the end of section one. You now have half a minute to check your answers. Now turn to section 2. Section 2. You will hear a talk at an open day at an alternative health club. First, you have some time to look at questions 11 to 15.
Now listen carefully and answer questions 11 to 15. Good morning and welcome to the open day of our new alternative health club here at Chelsea Bridge. I have to say it is very pleasant to have so many people turn up. My name is Harry Wilkinson and I work as one of the nine permanent staff members employed here at the club. The main aim of the open day is to give you a quick tour of the building. But before we do that, I'd like to introduce you to a few people employed at the club. Not all of us are here at the same time. In case you need to contact any of us, our contact details are here on the notice board below the photographs. First of all, this is Sean Bond, who is the technical manager, and his job is to supervise equipment like computers and all the electrical equipment. And this is Margaret Lloyd. Her main function is to oversee training, and she is therefore in charge of all the full and part-time therapists. The next important person I need to introduce you to is James Todd. He is our liaison officer. What he does is manage bookings for the club rooms and equipment as they are open to different organizations, from the local college to corporate clients like banks and so on. Last but not least is our physiotherapist, Edward Marks, who works part-time Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Edward plays an important part in the life of the club. His main role is to prevent injuries. Before you hear the rest of the talk, you have some time to look at questions 16 to 20. Now listen carefully and answer questions 16 to 20. Now for the various amenities. You see that the club has quite a large capacity and is arranged over three floors. There is a lift by the reception and the stairs. On the ground floor there are two large halls which are used for yoga, tai chi, pilates and dance and fitness classes for different age groups with a shop and cafeteria over here. On the first floor, we have a full range of fitness machines, which are available in the large central hall, around which there are various offices. The changing rooms are also on this floor. On the second floor, there is a series of small therapy rooms with waiting areas for clients. These may be booked by individual therapists. There are also three classrooms, which are used for teacher training and group therapy classes. We have a very extensive therapy training program accredited to the University of Manwich, with training in counselling, for which we have three programmes at the moment. As regards the various types of yoga, acupuncture and the Alexander technique, there are currently nine different training classes going on. Information about the training can be obtained from the brochure which you can pick up at reception and from the club website. 
there will be a chance to talk to trainers for those interested in counseling this Saturday at 10 a.m. For yoga, etc., there will also be an informal gathering of trainers on Thursday at 4.30 p.m. So, if you are interested in becoming involved, this is your chance. That is the end of Section 2. You now have half a minute to check your answers. Now turn to section 3. Section 3. You will hear a female and a male student talking to a female tutor about a self-evaluation form. First, you have some time to look at questions 21 to 26. Now listen carefully and answer questions 21 to 26. Now, Mark and Anna, I have to say that I thoroughly enjoyed your joint presentation on the application of robotics in a non-industrial setting to the group on the 2nd of December, and it is clear that you have both devoted quite a lot of time and effort to it. Have you had a chance to fill in the self-evaluation form for the session? Yeah, we have. So, Mark, what do you think overall? Well, generally, I felt the presentation worked very well. In fact, we seemed to hold the attention of the others throughout. And the pace of delivery was fairly even, as were the range of activities we organised. I agree with Mark, but I'm not sure we were comprehensive or academic enough. No comment, really, except that I don't think there was any question of it not being thorough. I think we were a bit too chatty and too jokey at times, rather than... Formal. OK, what do you think were the best areas? And which do you think can be improved on? Well, everything could have been improved on. I felt very good about the handouts. We'd spent a lot of time putting them together. They had a very professional appearance as we bound them into a booklet. To me, the handouts were the best part, as we had a very extensive bibliography and the booklet seemed to go down well. The booklet you did for the handouts certainly showed you had done a lot of work but I think that you put too much material into it and people got distracted by it. Perhaps you could have cut the handouts by about a third. I see. When I come to think about it, maybe you're right. OK. But there were times in the middle of the presentation where things did go a bit astray. I think that was my fault when I got the PowerPoint slides out of sequence and I had difficulty getting back on track. Mm. I also think we rated our technical ability too highly especially when operating under pressure. I had never done a presentation with technical equipment before, so it was a steep learning curve for me in particular. 
Yes, I think you could have done with a bit more practice with the equipment beforehand. Before you hear the rest of the conversation, you have some time to look at questions 27 to 30. Now listen carefully and answer questions 27 to 30. What about the next item on the feedback form, the aims and objectives? I think they were very focused and we followed them through well, I think. We wanted to show how Europe was lagging behind other areas of the world. Yeah, I think they were clearly set out. Yes, agreed. No comment there. The diagrams and charts were appropriate. Yes, I have put that too. They did work well in helping to illustrate and break up the presentation by cutting down on the number of words and text on the screen. What about delivery? Well, I think our performance was average. It was difficult to coordinate speaking and presenting the material at the same time. I was quite self-conscious of what I was doing. It was down to a lack of experience. Unfortunately, both of you had the habit of standing in front of the projector, so you kept blocking the image on the screen. To me, this is the area that requires the most improvement. The section on the predictions of the commercial application in the future, I think, appeared a bit haphazard. Uh, to me, it was a weak point of the presentation. And I think that some of the slides could have had fewer words. And we could have done some fancy graphics with the words. If you had to give yourselves a mark overall, how much would you give out of ten? Six, maybe. I'd be happy with that. Though bits were probably nearer a seven. So I'd say a six. Anna, what do you think? I think for me it's perhaps a seven. OK. Did you find the task and the evaluation useful? I think... That is the end of section 3. You now have half a minute to check your answers. Now turn to section 4. You will hear a presentation given by an environmental studies student to fellow students on trees and the diseases and animal pests which destroy them. First, you have some time to look at questions 31 to 36. Now listen carefully and answer the questions 31 to 36.
Good morning. My presentation is on the threats to native tree species in the UK from diseases and animal pests. Most people would agree that forests are an iconic part of our landscape and that they bring many benefits. They obviously yield products like furniture and paper, though in purely economic terms, returns tend to be unreliable in the short term, with investors sometimes having to wait years to realise profits. Although it has a lower profile than many other industries, forestry generates a wide range of jobs, both directly and indirectly, which have a significant impact on rural economies in areas where there is little other employment. Forests also play a vital role in absorbing pollutants, like carbon dioxide, and protecting water quality, though we must be careful that this is not undermined by the effect of too much human recreational activity. Given the value of forests, it's vital we realise that many of our native trees are under threat, and this is the main focus of my presentation. You may be wondering why I decided to choose this particular topic. Well, many of you have become aware of tree loss through Dutch elm disease, this disease struck the UK in the 1970s, though the effects can still be seen today. But the situation is getting worse year on year, and when I heard reports of a virulent new disease likely to arrive here soon, I felt I needed to find out more. I also came across a fascinating report by a government task force giving an excellent summary of recent research on tree loss – and this gave me further inspiration to investigate this area. There are a number of things which can be done to tackle tree loss. Threats are growing because of the increasing movement and trade between countries. This makes it difficult to control the spread of the different pests and diseases. To my mind, an effective way to respond is to find out as much as possible about how particular tree species are infected. Specialists can coordinate this, but we need a lot of information fast. One strategy which I feel will work well is to mobilise ordinary people. Invite them to contribute photos taken in their local area. A simple mobile phone shot would be enough. Before you hear the rest of the talk, you have some time to look at questions 37 to 40. Now listen carefully and answer the questions 37 to 40. Now, by way of illustration of the problems, I've chosen to present two examples of organisms which currently threaten trees in the UK. The first is a type of beetle, originally from Eurasia. It's called Dendroctinus micans in Latin. This beetle affects spruce trees and has the capacity to cause significant damage in whole stands or groups of trees.
It spread over long distances through the importation of logs from infected areas. At a local level, it is transmitted by the flight of beetles once they become adult. Damage to the tree is easy to detect because of the discoloration of leaves, but there are still gaps in our knowledge regarding this pest itself, particularly about the effects on its life cycle of the warming of the climate. There's considerable scope for research in that area. The second pest I'm citing as an example is a type of moth, Latin name Thaumatopeia processionia, which originates in central and southern Europe. It affects oak trees, but it's currently limited to trees in urban areas of the UK. The prime method of spread is the movement of saplings, or young trees, which are brought in for planting, for example in gardens. It is also spread by transport of discarded material after tree trimming. Presence of the moth is fairly easy to detect, but there are gaps in our knowledge about its life cycle, for example when eggs are hatched and where their larvae are located. Research also needs to be done on what might be the best ways of monitoring the moths as they move. Obviously, improvements in this area will greatly enhance our chances of trapping them. Now, if anyone has any questions... That is the end of section 4. You now have half a minute to check your answers. That is the end of the listening test. In the IELTS test, you would now have 10 minutes to transfer your answers to the listening answer sheet.